0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
1: Hey, it's Callum and Jess on What Would You Do If... And this
0: week has been fairly exciting and now i wouldn't say
1: exciting for you more painful
0: yeah so monday i ended up in a&e and that was all vaccine related and i don't want to scare anyone so i'm fine and we're not mentioning any of this
1: in relation to what the vaccine is for as well
0: yes yeah, so let's move on to thursday
1: yeah
0: i got to go to the dentist
1: oh now i'm not a fan of the dentist
0: so i have been having this kind of pain in my tooth since the start of january
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um. so i got a new toothbrush in December I got new prescription toothpaste I was like you know what I'm really going to look after my teeth so start of January I got a pain in one of my teeth I was like you know what I'm going to look after it now I'm going to go to the dentist straight away had to cancel my appointment a month later I finally got there
1: <laughs> you got there eventually
0: I went into the dentist I was like look there's a pain in one of my teeth over on the right hand side of my mouth can you just fill that tooth because i think it's the reason why my tooth is sore and she went and she filled the wrong tooth
1: i have, I, I have no words
0: uh, so i went home still with the pain in my tooth <laughs> And I went back to her the next day. I was like, look, there's still a pain in my tooth. I think you went to the wrong tooth. And she was like, no, the rest of your teeth over that side are fine. And it turned out to be my new toothbrush. Oh, no. Yeah. My new 100 euro toothbrush is way too hard on my teeth. And that's why I can't drink anything cold or hot or ice cream.
1: This is why I have the cheapo two euro toothbrush that I probably haven't changed in about two years. It just works.
0: Well, you're supposed to change it every three months. Yeah. So,
1: so what are you doing with this toothbrush now?
0: Um. So there's three settings on it. Look at you. There's
1: brush. (laughs) It's mine.
0: There's a cleaning setting. There's an advanced setting, so I was really excited about the toothbrush. So I was using advanced all the time, oh. and then there's a sensitive setting. So now I have to use sensitive setting with Sensodyne toothpaste instead of my prescription toothpaste.
1: It all sounds very complicated. So you've been there twice in the last few days. Are you due back anytime soon? Are you just throwing money at your dentist these days?
0: I have to get another couple of fillings. Oh, no, um, I think between from my trip in November to the end of the month, I'm going. I have spent like 700 euro on dentists. Wow. I can't wait for 20 years time, Was What would you do if you had no teeth?
1: <laughs> uh, before we get into this week's podcast, this is kind of one of these podcasts that we mentioned last week that we recorded back in September. But we're only playing it now because of the, the whole pandemic. So don't mention it. We might sound a bit different. I refer to myself as being 27. We're actually I'm 28. And if you do the maths, I'm 30 by the end of next year. <sighs> I don't want to think about that.
0: Oh my God, that's mental.
1: Let's not think about it. Let's get into the podcast. This is What Would You Do If? The podcast answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions. So this is an interesting one and probably something that I don't really know much about this week. It's what would you do if you got drafted for the army? Jess, can you tell us a little bit of information about being drafted to the army first?
0: Yeah, so being drafted is basically when... America, so I don't know if other countries do this, to be honest, I'm just focusing on America, (laughs) Um, but it's when they need more soldiers than they already have, Okay. so they force people to join the army. All
1: right, so basically, what would you do if you got forced to join the army?
0: Yeah, that's it. Take it away. I don't know, I feel like I'd run away. Yeah. I'd flee. Um, like I know in America they tried to flee to Canada I don't know where I'd go because I don't want to go to the UK like <laughs> that's just running from one bad situation to another we'd probably be fighting with each other hold
1: on we're three minutes in and we're already Brit bashing
0: <laughs> well you deserve it okay yeah so like I don't know I would try probably hide out in the woods Okay. Um. So we've got an episode coming up in a couple of weeks. What would you do if you were attacked by a bear? So I already know what to do in that situation. <laughs> I'm pretty ready, I think, to just go live in the woods, be at peace with nature, maybe dig myself a little hole in the ground, be like a rabbit.
1: Okay, so hide away.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Run and hide. It's, it's an interesting one because I feel like that would be my response as well, but I'd be awful at hiding because I haven't got a great sense of direction I wouldn't be one of these people to put myself forward to fight
0: yeah you see the thing is in the army they don't just have soldiers like they have people who end up being clerks So they do all the admin stuff or like, could you volunteer for the army radio station?
1: I was just thinking, yes, because that's what they're really going to force you to do when they say, right, we need people for the army. Then there's me (laughs) to the side saying, do you need a radio producer? (laughs) Do you need some funny breakfast content that I can come up with? No, it's going to be, we want you on the front line.
0: You don't know that, though.
1: I would like to, and I'm going into great anatomy territory here, the the army doctors, because that looks like a hell of a time, not because you're not fighting and such, because you still get a lot of respect from it, but it also looks so intense.
0: Yeah, like, you you probably never saw this, but in Friends, they do a flashback to when Phoebe was supposedly a nurse in the army and a bomb goes off and her arm just literally falls off. (laughs) And that's how intense I imagine it to be. Like, your limbs are just going to fly away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Flying limbs. Um, But yeah, honestly, I think if that the country was put into like a major situation and they needed people to fight. I just don't think I'd be any good. I and I'd want to run away. I don't know because in Ireland you're pretty trapped. You, there's water all around you and you probably be fleeing to the north and the north isn't Big,
0: Like, I don't understand what they do when they're over in those countries. Like, I know they fight, but you also see photographs where they're just living in villages and stuff and they're just, like, chilling. Yeah. Like, you're not fighting 24-7. <laughs> so, like, what are they doing? Do they just go out to this area and everyone decides, OK, this is where we'll fight? Or what goes on? I, I just can't comprehend it. If you're
1: an army person, very vague. Uh, get in touch with us because one we'd love to do what would you do if you're in the army mm. but two we just want to ask these questions as well can you play playstation is there a swimming pool can you jump into the sea is there something like the 40 foot where you can skinny dip
0: all valid questions that I'm sure only army people can answer <laughs> <laughs> not someone who's been to the country or anything
1: so before we find out what actually happens during an army draft if you missed the news last week we're part of the Headstuff Podcast Network now
0: yeah, so for five euro a month, you can sign up to support us and a couple of other podcasts. There's actually a bunch of them on the network, so you don't have to choose to support us. But we would appreciate it. <laughs> we really would. If we're the ones telling you about it. And you get bonus content from every podcast on the network once you sign up to be a member.
1: So here's an example of another podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network. That's with Chris and Mom. Hello my friends and welcome to That's Banging with me, Marcus Olera, and me, Chris Mellon. A new podcast celebrating everything good from farm to plate, ship to service and field and fork. A celebration of everything tasty, fresh and excellent that's coming off our island at the moment. As well as interviews with people who are shaping the best of the best of food and drink from around the country. We'll be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcasts. So we've both said that we're not going to represent our country, we're going to flee, we're not going to be patriotic, we're not going to fight.
0: Yeah, I don't care about Ireland at this point. <laughs> They're trying to put me in danger. They want me dead, so they don't care about me either.
1: So you said that being drafted for the army is where the army of the country has ran out of people and it needs more people, but... Can anyone get drafted and sort of how does it happen? Is it like Hunger Games style?
0: Well, actually, I'm glad you asked because it's only men
1: oh. that get drafted for the army. Okay.
0: And you don't have to worry about it either because you're too old. What? Yeah. I'm only 27. Yeah, I but feel offended. They only want 18 to 25 year olds, Callum. That's very young. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. The people who do have to worry is just general men who have no disabilities or aren't differently abled in any way. Okay. They won't take prisoners. Oh. So if you're in jail... Just, you you can relax. If you want to get out of it, just kill someone. Yeah,
1: if I'm of that age bracket and I know that they're really needing people for the army, I'm going to prison.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or you can stab yourself because they won't take people who are in the hospital.
1: Oh, okay. I'll just, I don't, I wouldn't mind losing like my little finger.
0: Yeah, that.
1: I could deal with that.
0: Yeah, and also because you've cut off a limb or at least tried to, then... If you get called to the draft, yeah. they do like tests on you and then you can bring up, oh yeah, I tried to cut off my little finger before. And then they'll be like, no, that person has mental issues. They're not safe to go to war.
1: And this is the American army.
0: Yeah. So I don't know about all the other armies, yeah. but basically people not included, women, foreign citizens. Oh. So if you move over to the country. So if you got called for the draft in yeah. Ireland because you're English, they're not going to take you. Yes, the English one again. They can't trust you. (laughs) they're going to be like this guy he's going to sell (laughs) intelligence back to Britain
1: I'm a double agent
0: so it's only going to happen if there's a war or a national emergency
1: okay so you said earlier it's like when the army are short on numbers
0: yeah, but they've got, like, lots of backup troops and stuff like yeah, that. So the they, reserves. Yeah, so they really have to run through people. Okay. Um, and at that point, you kind of get worried because you're like, where are all these people going? Why are they They're all dying? Going? Yeah. The interesting thing is, right, in America... In order to get called for the draft, you have to register. So they don't already have a database of people. You have to sign yourself up for it.
1: So it's not like the Hunger Games where the people from the capital turn up with your names in a big bowl and they just go X, Y and Z... You're in the army now. See you later. Pack your bags.
0: Yeah, no, it's nothing like that. You have to sign up and give them your details before you turn 26. So it's all very voluntary. It is and it isn't. Okay. So if you don't register, then you can go to jail for up to five years. Oh, so once you turn 18, you have to register. Or if you're in hospital, when you turn 18, then once you get out of hospital, you have to register.
1: That's really interesting. So it's it's like registering to vote, but the opposite way around in terms of you have to do this. Where registering to vote is, it's a free and democratic thing where you, you can exercise your vo- right not to vote.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can also get a fine of up to a quarter of a million dollars. Oh
1: my God.
0: Could you imagine that?
1: For not registering to be in the lottery system for the army that probably isn't going to call you up.
0: Yeah, and, like, nobody's been prosecuted for this since 1986, but if you don't register by the time you turn 26, you can't register. So... Like you have to do it before you're 26. And if you don't, then they can give you those fines. They can still send you to jail. And also you can't get federal benefits. So like job seekers and stuff like that.
1: That's crazy. So you you really have to do it. Otherwise it will impede your future life. Even, like, 20 years down the line.
0: Yeah, like, I don't think you can become president or anything. Like, you can't get a government job.
1: How does it work after that? So, so say, you've registered, the government say, right, we need people from the army database. Do they just go, bloop, bloop, bloop? Is it, like, a random number generator? Is it, like, the Hunger Games
0: again? So, basically, what happens is they get all the reserve troops and the National Guard... And they all have to be called to active duty, first of all. OK. Then it would go to Congress and they would have to pass legislation to say we're bringing back the draft.
1: So it's it's not a thing that's in place right now?
0: No, because they're not actively trying to get people and draft people and whatever. OK. Um, then the president would have to approve the legislation. Of course he would. And the SSS would go from registration mode to draft mode what 's the s s s s s s s the selective service system
1: that 's a secret sounding system
0: yeah so they 're the people that you register with once you turn eighteen okay um, and then they give over the names of people who haven't registered as well. So they must have some sort of database because in 2017, they gave over 200,000 names of people who hadn't registered that year who are eligible to register. I
1: find it mad that you still have to register even though it's not been used in a while.
0: Yeah, but the registration can't happen only when they need it because then they're waiting on people to register. So they need to be ready for the lottery as soon as they can.
1: It's the world's worst sounding lottery really, isn't it? Instead of winning like $749 million, it's a trip to the army. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like buying a ticket, though, and watching it on TV. Surely it's not as glorified as that. How does the lottery system work?
0: So basically what happens is the government will start with all the people who are going to turn 20 this year. Yeah. And they're going to be the people that are going to be called first. So if you're turning 20 this year, um, then they would basically send out notices to them. Oh, But the way that the notices goes out is dependent on a lottery system okay and so it's a very long winded kind of randomised thing yeah it starts off a computer prints out every date from the current year in a random order yeah so it could print off April 5th and then December 12th and then January 1st all in random order yeah Every day, these dates are put into capsules. As in,
1: like, little balls. Yeah. So it's like an actual lottery lottery. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So they're put into capsules, and then they're all put into one drum. Right? (laughs) It is like the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Then they have a second drum. Yeah. And that has the numbers 1 to 365 or 366, depending on whether it's the leap year. They're all printed out in random order as well.
1: So in one pot, you've got every day of the year from the 1st of January to the 31st of December. And then in another pot, you've got the number 1 to 365 or 366, depending on the leap year.
0: Yeah. And they're all in small capsules. Yeah. And then the dates are pulled... From the drum. Yeah. Um, so, say they take out the first date. Okay. And then they take out a random number from the second drum. Yeah. And say if the second drum has the number one. Yeah. And the first drum has the date January 5th. Okay. Then the people who are turning 20 on January 5th are going to be the first ones to get... A notice.
1: Okay, so the the second drum, the number drum, is the order in which they get the notice.
0: Yeah, and it's all pulled in random order. It's interesting that they don't... Because obviously
1: that second drum adds an extra level of randomization. It's interesting that they don't just use that first drum as the order. So the first day out of the date drum is number one. The second date is number two and, and whatever and whatnot. So you could pull out number the, out of the first drum the 19th of December and then out of the second drum 300 and that would be the 300th pick.
0: Yeah, it's all very long winded. Like It is. especially printing off the dates and the numbers in random order. Like, they're really just trying to be like, look, it's impartial. But like, there's no need for that.
1: Do you know what this reminds me of? And I don't know if you remember this because you were asleep at the time while you were falling asleep. We watched the Matt Damon film Contagion. Yeah. And it was kind of, well, it was all about if the world was taken over by a deadly virus and we didn't know what to do with it. Kind of like the times that we're living in now. And right at the end of the film, they had a vaccine available in America, but because there's so many people, it was done on a lottery system Mm. on who got what when, and it was all done on birthdays. But I don't remember the second drum. It was just the first drum. Again, with the dates, they were pulling out the dates and whatever the first date was, was they'd get the vaccine first and then it would be done all the way down to 365. Like... It, it seems, in looking at it in, in that instance, it's just a weird way of doing it. And it's just tough that it's done like that.
0: Yeah, I don't really like it. It's just too much. It's too much. Like,
1: I guess what they're trying to do is, like you said, they're making it impartial. And it's very... It's, it's almost too impartial in a way that it, it's... Is clinical.
0: Well, here's the thing imagine if you were just about born on midnight.
1: Oh, don't even <laughs> get into this.
0: And say you were born at 12 o'clock on the dot. If you had been born one minute earlier, it could have been completely you'd, different.
1: You'd be raging at your mother. Mm-hmm. Like, why couldn't you just have popped me out a little minute earlier? <laughs> Or oh, would me for 24 hours.
0: Well, imagine how she'd feel, Callum. <laughs> she'd be going, I did this. I should have just gotten the C-section.
1: So you're this unlucky so-and-so. You're watching the TV. It's the weird army lottery, whatever it's called. And it's hosted by Ryan Seacrest. Because, of course, that's who is hosting it. And your date has come out. And you're number one. What happens that a bus doesn't turn up to your door and like off your pop?
0: No. So first of all, you're going to get an induction notice. OK. And it'll tell you where to go for your induction and it'll give you a time and everything. And that's where you're going to have all your tests done.
1: So that's to make sure that you've got all your limbs and you're you're fit and proper to go and fight.
0: Yeah, so I read an article that this guy did for the New York Times on his experience of being drafted. And he said in July, he got the bus to the military induction center. Okay. Packed his bags, his mom said bye to him and everything. He had some physical and some psychological tests done on him. Interesting. And and then everyone who passed those got put into a bus and they were brought straight to basic training.
1: Oh, so it's literally you pass the test, you go. So you could say goodbye to your parents knowing. For well that you might not be back
0: yeah that's, that's crazy it. so the first few days where you got a haircut and stuff like that you know yeah. the way you always see that cut. yeah and he said that you had to pay for it what yeah why don't just just shave your head I do it myself yeah they got people in like hairdressers to do the haircut that's weird yeah and then you get like lots of vaccinations and stuff like that that makes sense they fit your uniforms they do aptitude tests and then they give you an offer to also go to army school
1: Is that really what it's called? Army school?
0: I'm sure they have a better name for it. (laughs) But that meant you had to serve for a longer time because you're taking... All their time and resources and stuff okay. and put that into yourself and your development. So your normal tour is two years, yeah. you would have to do wherever.
1: So they they really if you're go, if you go for that, you're committing yourself to the army basically.
0: Yeah, that's it. So then they had their basic training and that lasted a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um eight weeks. and then they got their orders to go for advanced training. okay. And so this guy, he started off in July and it was September when he got his notice for advanced training. And then he actually got sent off in November.
1: So it's the turnaround isn't as quick as you're called up, you're put on the bus, you go to fight.
0: No, they have to do a few things with you first. Yeah. I suppose they don't want to send you off and then you just get malaria. <laughs> They have to get your vaccines and stuff sorted. That's true. (laughs) Or give you a really baggy uniform that you're just (laughs) tripping over. (laughs) You fall on a bomb.
1: Yes, yesterday I was working in Walmart and today I'm in the army with a uniform that's too short in the arms and too long in the legs. So say you've been called up, you were in the lottery, you were one of the first few to go and you're there and you got your induction notice and whatnot. Is there a way to get out? without cutting your finger off or going to prison?
0: So basically, they're not going to want people with, like, diabetes and stuff like that. So if you can have a way of faking diabetes, (laughs) you can get out of it. (laughs)
1: Can you just tell them, yeah, I've got diabetes and they're not going to check?
0: Yeah, maybe. I read about this guy who's apparently an American rock star. His name is Ted Nugent. Okay. And... He was quoted as saying that if you do drugs right before your test, then it'll come back like there's things wrong with you and stuff like that. And Uh, they'll be like, oh, you can't send that person. Yeah. You know, that kind of way. And also, if you're gay, then they didn't want you. Oh. So in order to try and convince them that you were gay, some men would turn up wearing women's underwear. What? Yeah. (laughs) To try and prove their gayness what i'm
1: lost for words
0: yeah like this was the 60s and 70s i suppose they didn't think of being gay or lgbtq stuff the same way as we would but could you imagine just being like hey sis can i borrow your underwear (laughs) (laughs) they want me for the army and they don't want to go that's like
1: that's mad that that's a way of getting out of it and the army officials were like yeah all right see you later
0: yeah, like imagine just stripping down in front of the doctor and he just ticks the box. <laughs> Gay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Women's underwear, get them out of here. Then
0: there's another few ways that you can get out of it as well. So these are things called like exemptions or deferments. Um, so basically, if you're in high school and you're under 20, then they don't want you um until you're done high school okay people who are training to be ministers or priests and stuff like that they don't have to go they cuz they can just be like no i object to war
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Instead of turning up in women's underwear or whatever, would you not just turn up in like a priest outfit and then be like, "I'm a man of God. I am here not to fight. Peace and love."
0: Yeah, like if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you just get over it. If you're Amish, you just get over it. So why don't you just pay the Amish to say you're one of them?
1: Well, the Amish don't have electricity or anything, do they? So they wouldn't know about the draft
0: exactly they would just be waiting for their letter to come along
1: It <laughs> has they... got lost in the post <laughs> it's like when the TV licence bill comes around and you just forget about it and leave it it's, it's exactly like that oh yeah no I never saw it
0: <laughs> then there's just a man knocking on the window politely like hello <laughs> give me the money <laughs> I want
1: to for the Army.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they have a board of people who basically you go in front of and you're like, "Hey, this is why I can't go to the Army, I'm in college or I'm a priest or whatever. And then they make the decision.
1: So it's fair to say, and I know we said at the start of the podcast we'd run away. But after listening to all of this and learning all of this, there's so many ways to get out of it.
0: Yeah. And I suppose the thing we never mentioned was, you know, the way if someone is 20 or turning 20 and they're the ones that are called first. Yeah. Yeah. So then it goes to, say, if they run out of all the 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. all of them are gone. Then it moves on to the 21st-year-olds and then the 22nd-year-olds. So if you're 25, you might be 26 by the time your time comes along, you know?
1: I like now being old. I, I, I'm i saying like I'm 50 or something. I'm only 27. But in army terms, I'm, I'm happy.
0: Yeah. You've got a life. You've settled. You don't owe them anything.
1: Or basically... Chop your finger off or go to prison?
0: Yeah. Just stab someone, whether it's yourself or someone else.
1: You've still got a few weeks, although you're a woman, so you wouldn't be called up anyway, but are you open to chopping your finger off just in case things change?
0: I don't know about my finger. I was thinking maybe a toe. Okay. Yeah, I think that might work. Um I wouldn't want to go for anything that would ruin my balance but then also maybe that would work in my favor.
1: Yeah, because of the wobbliness and the the fitness tests and everything.
0: Yeah, I might just be sent off to be an admin person or something like that That'd be grand. Well, if you want,
1: I've got a knife in my bag.
0: I'm not being called for the army, Callum, so you're a bit ahead of yourself there, aren't you? Okay. Where are you carrying the knife around? I'd just like to
1: clarify, I'm not carrying knives around. I'm not a hooligan.
0: So you're lying to me <laughs> on the podcast where I have recorded evidence that you're lying. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what else have you been lying to me about?
1: That I enjoy doing the podcast. <laughs>
0: platforms until callum deletes them because he hates them we've just joined tiktok as well but we don't have any followers because we're really bad and callum doesn't callum doesn't even want to do a tiktok so it's just all down to me and this is why i'm an executive producer and why he's just the intern who does nothing so that's that's what would you do if the podcast for the week Thanks for listening. We might be back next Monday. I don't know because Callum Callum doesn't like it. But we'll see. (laughs) This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.